0: You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 107.7 The Franchise Podcast Network.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the last edition of the OKC82 Podcast um, for the next two weeks. And that is, of course, unless anything big happens. And um, it's funny, uh, Madison, you and I, We didn't really have anything planned other than doing this podcast, and two things changed in between now and a few days ago when Mm -hmm. Chisholm and I came on the last podcast and we're like, yeah, we're going to take two weeks off. Two things changed. One, um, I asked our good friends at Vanessa Beer House if we could do our last show for the the next two weeks. I mean, the last show. Like, We're going to be back. Um, Do the last show um, after having a few beers at Vanessa Beer House, and... Um, Nick, our good friend, was kind enough to say, oh, yeah, come on in. We'd we'll love to have you. So, um, first of all, Vanessa Beer House is not sponsoring this podcast. Um, we are paying for our own drinks. Yeah. But we are happy to because we love this place. So, so
0: big shout-outs. Yeah, b-
1: shout-out to Vanessa Beer House. And for all the background noise, I mean, y'all just kind have to live with it because it's fun here. It is. Um, so, that change, instead of just doing it over the phone like we usually do, Madison – and then the other thing changed. Uh, yesterday we both got the email about uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander was going to be made available to the media for the first time since being traded. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's talked to the media like at some other random fashion functions over yeah. the last few months um, since he's been traded. But this was the first time we got a chance to talk to him. So this last podcast actually became a little bit more important than just like sayonara for the next two weeks while we go right. have fun doing football.
0: Yeah. No, it really was. Um, I mean, because like Brady said, he did have a chance to talk with more like national media, and it was more about fashion and more about uh, just his initial All that reaction. boring shit that no one cares no about. No one cares about <laughs> that stuff. I mean, Oklahoma City media, we didn't have any kind of access to him until today when he did the uh, Rolling Thunder book bus. I'm, I think I said that right.
1: It wasn't rolling, it was it a station that was parked <laughs> on the side of the road on it was Ellison. Stagnant. It wasn't moving. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, no kids were harmed in the making of this luckily, Thunder Pairs event.
0: Nobody was harmed in this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he did, he went to Eugene Field Elementary School down on 10th Street and it was it was really fun because i i mean brady and i have both been to a couple of events where they took the thunder book bus and i mean last year we got to go when they took alex and tlc funny because neither of them are here anymore well the the alex
1: (laughs) the alex thing was actually kind of funny because that day um and this was before he had been out consistently Uh he had a um that day we had a practice i don't know if it was a practice or a shoot around and uh, we talked to billy and we're basically just did our did our thing and asked about Alex. Like so like is he gonna be able to play? Right. Like what's going on? And I think the original report was that his shoulder or his arm was yes, screwed something up. was wrong. But then Billy told us that it was his eye. So all yeah. of a sudden we had like <laughs> conflicting reports from official like from official sources. Yeah. And then coincidentally a few hours later Alex Abrines was going to be one of the few players available at this Thunder Cares event yeah. for the rolling Thunder bus. And so you and I went up there and we were the only I think we were the only media members yeah there. we were the
0: only media members because the rest of them were just like with the Thunder organization and then it was me and Brady yeah.
1: and um, which is which is fine of course oh, it because awesome. it's just more more stuff for us more yeah. fun for us uh, today was the opposite of that everybody and their dog was there everybody was uh, there The Oklahoman was there in full force the athletic, the athletic. was there. BAP um, the was the there Cliff Brunt our boy Cliff Brunt was there every
0: single news station in Oklahoma City was there. yeah
1: Nate Fakin was there for channel four Steve McGee he, our favorite Steve Steve McGee he was there for channel nine yeah it felt like it felt like just a random day in the se- during yeah. the A2 game season but yeah Alex was there and we just straight up asked him so like is it your eye Alex and um, oh we're talking yeah, about last year yeah <laughs> I thought
0: but you were talking about this ba- year
1: back back to last year. So, uh, yeah, we asked Alex, but like, so it's your eye, apparently. And he was like, no, it's my mouth. And I'm like, okay. We're like,
0: "What?" All right, on?
1: somebody tell me the truth here. <laughs> but also, coincidentally, that was like one of the few last times that we ever got t- a chance to talk yeah, to Alex Sabrinas. Yeah, true. I, he came back and played a few times. Then he sat out for quite a while. Then he came back randomly for that uh, Orlando Magic road game mm-hmm. where Dennis Schroeder had like 20 points in the fourth quarter. And, I, and then I think he may have played the following game for, like, a few minutes. And then mm-hmm. after that, he was gone. He was gone, yeah. So that was, like, one of the last few times um, doing or getting able to talk to Alex Brians, which is why Madison and I, um, anytime that no matter what player it is, whether it was Russell Westbrook or the last guy, Tyler Davis, on the roster, yeah. whenever they do these Thunder Cares events, like, we, we go out of our way to try and go. Because yeah. for all we know, it might be the last time that we talk to some That's of these totally guys. That's
0: yeah, and it was really cool today just because, um, I, I mean, all, obviously all of these events are super fun to go to just because you see these guys really interact with the community and especially with Shay, He is brand new to Oklahoma City. He probably hasn't done much. He even admitted today to – there. there's still some guys he hasn't even met. He hasn't even met Steven Adams yet. So he's very, very new to the Oklahoma City Uh, organization to the community and then this was his first time to really get out there and uh, participate with a Thunder Cares event so it was definitely a cool opportunity and obviously what Brady said it was the first time that media members could really talk to him kind of about, like, everything that's happened so far, just his thoughts on this upcoming season. And there there were some interesting questions being asked today. I mean, uh, I a mean, lot the, of people... The, there had to be. This was the yeah, first time the that first we've, time. we've
1: been able to talk to anybody from the Thunder since everything's happened except for Sam Presti. Yeah. And I love talking to Sam because he does give you some... At times, he'll give you some nice in-depth answers without mm-hmm. really going in-depth. He's a master at it. But um, this was actually the first time that we could actually get some concrete
0: Right, um, like
1: verbiage, some concrete evidence as to like what we will be dealing with mm-hmm. for now until the next few seasons at least. So, yeah. I mean, I, it was exciting to say the least.
0: And well, and it was an eleven-minute scrum, so it was very long. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was very long, and, and there, there was, rightfully so
1: there were no uh, next questions. There no were next no questions. There were no short answers.
0: No, <laughs> no, no short answers. No one-word answers. Um, I he doesn't say, hate us yet. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't have any animosity towards any of us yet. So we'll give him a little bit of time to see. How feels a couple games in but um, overall it was kind of cool to see um, Shay interact with these kids I will say Brady and I were laughing before this podcast saying that okay so this kid he's I'm saying kid because he is he just turned 21 years old he's he's young he's he's very tall but
1: he's really really young very
0: young um it's kind of weird like looking at this guy he's younger than I am and I know we always joke about my age on this show and like on any other radio shows but like yeah, I'm, the, a, I'm a young person. Yeah, the
1: last season, like, really, it was only awkward if we ever talked to Hamadou or Deontay Burton. And exactly. we rarely talked to them. And Deontay so. Burton
0: was my age. Yeah. But, like, Hamadou was, like, he was definitely younger. Terrence Ferguson is younger. But I, that's really about it. So, today, talking to Shea and seeing him interact with these kids, I think he has a little bit of kinks to work out just because – He's not... I, I, don't, I don't want to call him awkward around the kids, but he wasn't exactly comfortable yet. And I think that's just because uh, this kid's barely 21 years old. Like, I don't know if I was, like, super personable with seven-year-olds when I was 21. But, uh, yeah, he's going to have to work on that a little bit.
1: Yeah, and, and just like I told you... Um, <laughs> I was talking to some of the ThunderCare staff, and they do a great job. Like they're really nice to us. They always go out of their way to make make sure that we feel welcome and that we um, understand like how the process Mm -hmm. is going to go at whatever event. So shout out to um, all those people. I don't want to I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say any names just because I don't know if they want to be known (laughs) on a podcast. But you know who you are if you're listening. Um, But yeah, they do a wonderful job. But um, I was telling them or telling one of them. I always get so nervous at these things, especially when we're talking about you know guys a little bit further on the yeah. depth chart, a little bit further down on the bench, on the roster, because you know most of the time you're dealing with middle school, elementary school kids. Yeah. And when I was in middle school and elementary school, um, I wasn't as big as an NBA fan as I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was more of a college football fan for obvious reasons. And I could have told you, like, if – you! If Oklahoma's backup running back walked in, or their backup linebacker walked in, I probably could have told you who it was, or recognized who it was. But Madison, I'm insane. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that I am in the
1: absolute minority. So when you're talking about like middle school, um, elementary school kids meeting a player who hasn't played a game yet for the Thunder, yeah. who was a rookie last year, and you know these are kids who don't necessarily understand the intricacies of how you know game, right. like NBA teams are run. No, a lot of these kids probably know like Russell's gone, Paul George is gone. Yeah, but they don't know like why or like exactly what happened happened, or who who they were traded for. And uh, like like I said, Shea Gilgis Alexander was a rookie last year. He Mm -hmm. while he's kind of a household name to the NBA realm, like to children maybe not. So it was, I I always get awkward and and a little worrisome because I just I would hate to be in a situation where. Like last year, we saw Tyler Davis and T- Terrence Ferguson yeah. go to a middle school and play uh, flag football with some kids. Yeah, and I was like, "Please, kids, please be excited when you see these guys because Just I know, I know, exciting. I know they're not Russell Westbrook. I know they're not Paul George or Stephen Adams, but please, they're really tall and they play for the Thunder. Just be excited. <laughs> don't like I don't want to have my heart broken right, right. now. This would be so awkward. Be so awkward and so uncomfortable. Yeah, so yeah, Shea will probably. He'll have a lot more opportunities to uh, better oh, himself yeah. from that respect.
0: No, for sure. It was kind of funny. He walked in, and he kind of snuck in behind the group. There was only about 25, 30 of these kids. And so they're sitting there on the uh, on the concrete in front of the rolling book bus. And uh, I believe the guy who runs the bus was talking to them about it. And then all of a sudden he was like, and behind you here to surprise you guys is Shea Gildress Alexander. And they all kind of looked behind. They were like, what? Like, just very confused because they had never seen this guy. They never heard of this guy. But at the same time, like, that that's still an exciting thing. And I think kind of what Brady was saying, like, they, the Thunder Cares event and, like, all the community, the community relations people, they do a great job getting these guys involved. So that's what kind of happened today. And, uh, I mean, other than that, Brady, I guess we can kind of talk about a, a little, like, what he talked about outside of the event that happened today because he got to answer some questions for the first time.
1: Yeah, it was, um, like you said, it was an 11-minute scrum, and, you know, typically with these with these scrums, and like I already said, um, at these Thunder Cares events, like, rarely do, like, everybody in the media go, like, rarely do, like, the TV crews right, go, yeah. rarely do, like, like, does Brett Dawson or, like, Royce never really goes, um like even to like Russell's Why Not Bowl. Right, Like I went there, I've gone there two years in a row and I don't think I've seen Royce there, but Mm -hmm. you know, Royce has been covering the team since they've been here and I'm sure he's gone to his fair share of of Why Not Bowl events. So, you know, like a lot of it is just like they're busy with other things and they they get a chance to talk to a lot of these players, you know, off the record. So like some of these things aren't really necessary for them, but for us, um, they're really important to say the least. But usually, like I said, um, when we get to the scrums, it's usually the Thunder's um, website crew. It's usually, like, anybody from their own little media circuit where they just yeah. basically ask questions about, like, they're just fluff questions. And Like, I understand what they're there for. They're there for content. There's nothing wrong with it. They'll, they'll just ask questions like, so how was the event today? Like, what mm-hmm. was the experience like? Hanging out with the kids? Um, was there ever anything like that with you when you were a younger kid? Like, any other big-time athlete come and talk to you, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's usually kind of awkward to then quickly, harshly segue into, like, all right, legitimate basketball questions. Like things we actually care about yeah, right now. Like, okay, so about the pick-and-roll coverage last night, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> what was going on what with that? What are you doing? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a little awkward, but today it was 11 minutes. It was the first time we got to talk to the face of the franchise moving forward, so um, there was no awkwardness in terms of the tone nope. of the uh, scrum. And I put out a few quotes already Madison put out an awesome video that she always puts out whenever we get to do these events on Twitter. So I'm sure everybody by now is familiar with it, but, um, yeah, like Shay pretty much, he talked about Billy Donovan, his, his limited experiences that he's had with him. Uh, talked about, I asked him about Chris Paul a few times about, you know, basically what you know, you knew him as a competitor. I think, I think Shay played against Chris Paul twice last year, the Clippers and the Rockets played three times, but mm-hmm. one of those games, Chris Paul was—spoiler—he was hurt. He was hurt. <laughs> and he wasn't there. He wasn't able to play. Um, but I asked asked him about Chris Paul. Um, there were some pretty good questions. Uh, specifically, I'll, I'll call this one out uh, from Cliff Brunt from the AP, who asked like if there's any extra pressure um, because you're you're taking Russell Westbrook's spot, not mm-hmm. just in terms of the position that you play at point guard but in terms of you're the face now, like maybe mm-hmm. not this year. And yeah, no one's expecting the thunder to do anything ex- exciting this season. But after next year, the following year, when some of these draft picks um, come into the, come into the fold, guys start developing, there's going to be expectations. And if there's expectations, it's going to be Shea Gilgis Alexander's team. Right. And he said, I laughed when I typed it out. I laughed when he said it,
0: <laughs>
1: but uh, cliff Brown asked him like, is there any, uh, is there any pressure uh, playing Russell Westbrook's position? It's there an extra pressure on yourself? I mean,
0: obviously, you're filling the same position Russell Westbrook played. Uh, any extra pressure on you just being in that particular role? Um, absolutely not. Um, I am not Russell Westbrook. I do not
1: have the same name, same body type, nothing like that. Um, so I'm just going to try to be myself and be the best me and everything else to take care of yourself. I laugh so hard, like I am not Russell Westbrook. We don't have the same name. <laughs> we don't. Have, we don't say the same body type. And I'm like, oh, thank God, I just wanted to get clarification.
0: The, oh, you're <laughs> not Russell Westbrook. Oh, that makes so much more sense now. You know, it, it,
1: it's funny. Um, Andrew Schlecht tweeted out something, and I, I certainly understand how he's feeling. Um, Andrew Schlecht, of course, from Down to Dunk and the OKC Dream Team with our good friend John Hamm. Uh, being tweeted out, is it possible to, like, comment on how good Shea Gilgis-Alexander is dealing with the media without it seeming like being a slight to Russell Westbrook? Now, Madison, we've covered Russell for two, three years now. Yeah. When he said, when when Shea, Gilgis- Shea Gilgis-Alexander said, and look, I, I'm sorry if I stumble on my words, I've had a few drinks. <laughs> when he was like... I am not Russell Westbrook. I I just felt like we all should have just kind of like held hands and just like, oh, God, we're free. We're free. (laughs) Liberation. Now, of course, Thunder fans are going to be pissed off at that, but look. Look,
0: You don't understand. This is our
1: job. (laughs) Somebody's got to do it. But, yeah, it was um, that and a plethora of other questions and answers, and we'll get to those, of course, later on in the show, but... Um, I, I, I got to say, I put the story up on the thefranchiseokay.com. Mm-hmm. He's going to be really easy to root for. Yeah. And I think one of the things I wrote in the story, um, he has he has a lot of traits, at least to what he told us. Yeah, And, you know, that's half the battle is being able to say it. Now, Russell said a lot of things and he would do the opposite. Yeah. Um, so we still got to wait and see basically with Shea Gilders-Alexander, I guess, at the, at the end of the day. But... He has a lot of traits about him that I, I would assume the typical Oklahoma sports fan values. You know? Yeah. Hard work, uh, commitment, uh, humility. He, he often said that he just wants to work hard and keep his head down yeah. and just be the best person that he can possibly be. He's not trying to be something that he's not. Um, you know, a lot of things that I think a lot of fans in this state and this region are going to be able to get behind and vibe with, and that's important when you know that, uh, this team's not going to win a lot of games this year and maybe yeah. not even the, the following season.
0: No, and I mean, he did have a lot of goods to say. I really like this one quote. I forgot what he was answering it about, but he basically said, I don't care to be a starter. Like, that's not my biggest priority yeah, right he, now. Yeah, he was
1: talking, like, somebody asked him, I can't remember, it might have been Brett Dawson. Yeah. Um, asked him, like, your experiences at Kentucky where you didn't start at the beginning of the year, but you started by the end yeah. of the year, and then the same thing happened with the Clippers where he didn't initially start, but I think he started – like 75 of their 82 games. Yeah. So he, he started fairly quickly. Right. But just that experience of going into a situation where you're not the guy and you're maybe not the starter, it's going to be that same thing with the Thunder. Because yeah. Chris Paul's on this team, and we have no idea what Dennis Schroeder, like what his role um, plays into all this. Yeah. And he was really quick to shut that down of like, I don't care. I just want to come here and play basketball and be the best player that I can be and help this team win. And those are encouraging things. Yeah. Like from a fan base that's basically in – a state of shock still at this point, I would probably say is fair to say.
0: Probably. I mean... That's kind of the epitome of what he said. Like, he is not Russell Westbrook. He has a different mindset. He is a full, like, decade younger than this guy. So, he's going to be energetic. He's going to be young. He's going to have a lot of just, like, good energy when he goes out onto the court. But he also seems to have a really good head on his shoulders right now. He seems to really understand what's going on. He understands uh, what his role is going to be just being a second year NBA person. But now he's on a different team. He's in. Uh, Oklahoma City not in Los Angeles anymore so everything's going to be different he even did say that he has taken in the Thunder community very well he's really appreciated and he's liked everything that he's seen so far I mean I just I think he's has the right mindset coming into this year because he didn't he didn't come to us today and say a bunch of oh you know like I'm I'm gonna do like everything I can to lead this team I'm gonna do everything I can to be like the face of this franchise he didn't say that he basically was saying like he is going to do what he can, and he's going to do what he can and do it the best way that he can. And so that's that's just kind of nice to hear coming from a new guy instead of being super caught up and being this ultimate star. And, I mean, everybody is calling him the future face of this franchise. I mean, that can go a lot of different ways for a young 21-year-old. But I don't know. I was, I was a big fan today just listening to him because he does – seem very humble he seems very grounded and he seems to be very intelligent when it comes to his role and how he's going to contribute to this coming year so I don't know it's just it's almost enlightening to hear from a guy who is not Russell Westbrook but has a little bit more of like a good focus and a set idea of what his role is going to be instead of forcing something that might be a little unattainable for lack of a better word
1: yeah no I I get what you're saying and like I thought, all those same things as well. And look, like a lot of this sounds corny. A lot of this sounds like you know, you and I are trying to basically sell. Like, no, keep coming. No, to no, v- no, no Like, keep coming to the arena and watch this team. Yeah, watch it. No, we have not. Like, it's not a revelation. Everybody that has covered this team, that follows this team, knows they're not going to win that many games. Right. Um, I think the over-under over is around 30 and a, 32 and a half. Yikes. Um, initially, I take the over. Uh, Chisholm and I did the, uh, when the schedule was, was released, not this following, not this past Monday, but last Monday, mm-hmm. um, we did kind of our reaction to the schedule, and we just off-the-cuff guessed, like, okay, in, in, this month they're going to go this record. Yep. This month they're going to go that record. And we both were under 30. Like, I think Chisholm was 29 and I was 30 um, in terms of their wins. So, you just look at it, there's not going to be a lot of success. Yeah. Thunder fans understand that. The smart ones especially understand that. Um, now, it's going to be harder once the season actually starts because it's one thing to kind of prepare yourself for like, okay, we're not going to be as good as we were um, the last you know decade. Yeah. Um, maybe the Thunder aren't going to make the playoffs this year. Um, it's going to be hard, but um, – I would just say this. I, I I really feel like after talking to Shea Gilgis-Alexander today, um, reading up on him over the last few weeks, watching his highlight reel, Thunder fans, you're in good hands. Yeah. Now, does that mean that they're going to replicate what they were able to accomplish 10 years ago by drafting KD, Russell, and James Harden? You know, they've got Shea Gilgis-Alexander. They've got some other young players that are intriguing. Hamadou Diallo, mm-hmm. Deontay Burton, Dier- uh, Darius Baisley, first-round pick this past June. And then they've got every single damn draft pick from now until yeah, the end of time. So the likelihood that, that Presty can maybe get another guy, you know, you you, you take your bet on that one yeah. and be fine with it. But again, at the end of the day, I feel like the Thunder are in good hands. Not just with Sam Presti um, in terms of his past success, but in terms of what Shea Gilchrist-Alexander has. He has the mentality that you want from a guy mm-hmm. uh, to lead your franchise moving forward. He Everything he said was 100% on the on point
0: yeah no i agree and i just think like right now i think that people are looking at this team and seeing a lot of young talent and it's not it's not exactly refreshing because you're not looking at guys who have had tons of experience have a lot of knowledge of what to expect as the year is coming but at the same time i think it's a little bit refreshing to see this young energy come and not necessarily lead the franchise right away because don't forget like they still have Steven Adams. They have. They still have uh, Chris Paul who's going to step into, uh, I'm guessing, a starting point guard position right now. But uh, you also Dennis have – Dennis Schroeder is
1: going to start. Chris Paul's off the bench. <laughs>
0: <Come>. <laughs> hey, I mean, crazy things. Dude, happen.
1: You, you, you've got to be know. healthy. If you want to go to Milwaukee or some team that win a, win a championship, you're is going to have to come yeah. off the bench because you are too you much of an injury risk. <laughs>
0: exactly. That's what happens when your hamstrings turn into paper. But – it just, I, I don't know, it, it's almost kind of a refreshing thing, especially I, I don't want to be too optimistic and just say, oh, we've heard once from Shea Gilchrist-Alexander, and so all of a sudden I think that he's going to be this incredible leader for a team at 21 years old. No, I'm not necessarily saying that, but it's something for people to look forward to because it seems like he has a good idea of what he wants to accomplish being part of this team for only his second time in the NPA. And so NPA, M we're not playing, I don't know, a sport that starts with,
1: Pool. With P. Oh, yeah, pool. The National
0: Pool Association. Billiards.
1: Swimming in a pool.
0: Yeah, swimming in a pool. No, I I meant MBA. I would
1: love to swim in a pool right now or a hot tub.
0: Yeah, well, it's been disgusting in Oklahoma City for.
1: Except for today. Today was awesome. Today
0: was nice because it did rain, but. Oh, and
1: you know, really quick segue. By the way, was that not the nicest basketball gym you've ever been oh, yeah. in? Yeah. This no, is it was a, really nice. This was a damn elementary school. This was um, Eugene Field. Eugene Field, Eugene yeah. Field over down by the Plaza District. Yeah. It was off Ellison uh, in 15.
0: or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it was down in that area of Oklahoma Something City. Like
0: that. It was a really nice elementary it's actually school. Actually, really nice, yeah.
1: And um, they
0: wore uniforms.
1: Typically, these thunder rolling bus events, they all they all take place outside, and even during basketball season, especially at the beginning of the year, it's still relatively hot. Hot. And I'm driving up there um, earlier today, thinking, "Wow, we're gonna get rained on, yep. or the sun's gonna come out, and it's gonna be just a human hot human mess." And they were like, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and do this in this gym. And we walk in. Um, I've maybe played in one basketball gym that was as nice as this elementary school. And yeah. that was when I was at OU playing three-on-three tournaments at the Huff. Huh. And even then, like nice. the, the Huff uh, is gross. <laughs> Not a <laughs> yeah, big fan. Yeah, this
0: gym was nice. And the school was nice. And the people were nice. The kids were cute. And uh, yeah, just overall, I mean, I guess kind of to wrap up, like, the event, talking about Shea Gilchrist-Alexander, just overall, he seems to be, like, a good kid with good intentions. He seems to be a very intelligent young basketball player who is going to bring a lot to this team in his first year. And so that's a good thing to look at. That's something Thunder fans should look forward to if they're not already. And uh, I'm, I mean, I think I speak for both of us. I'm pretty excited to see the kid play. Um, I'm excited for October to get here, so, like, obviously this does start up and like everything starts back up but uh i mean overall today was a good day we had fun at the elementary school we got to hear from shay for the first time uh i thought he had a lot of good stuff to say he obviously talked for a long time and people had questions but he he answered them with a lot of just i don't know authenticity and very uh he was very open with his answers and
1: one of them and i i think i already uh I, in fact, I did, because I'm looking at TweetDeck right now. But one of the things he, um, he said earlier today, I tweeted out, uh, and it was specifically it was about Billy Donovan. And I put it out there just because there are still questions that lie with Billy Donovan. Yeah. Because, you know, and this has kind of fallen, you know, basically into the absolute background because of everything that's transpired since basically the beginning of July when Paul George was traded. Uh, Billy Donovan is going into the final year of his deal. Um uh, there that was kind of like after the Thunder you know, Madison a long time ago, when the yeah. Thunder got eliminated by the Trailblazers, our big questions weren't how are the Thunder going to reposition and replenish this situation. <laughs> no. It was, well wait, is, is Billy Donovan going to come back? Yeah. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, he's here for the long haul because, you know, not a lot of coaches go into this final year without kicking and screaming. Yeah. Now we don't know exactly how Billy Donovan's feeling. I saw him a bunch at um Summer League uh, back in uh, Vegas over July. Had a chance to talk to him for a little bit. Seemed very upbeat despite the obvious you know, gut punch that the franchise took yeah. with their f- um, foundational stars being traded. But um, you've got to think, Billy, Do- Billy Donovan's going into the final year of his deal. Everybody knows that Sam Presti and Billy Donovan, um, they, they speak the same company line. They have the same way of thinking. Um, they want to coach and run a basketball team pretty much the same way, and they have the same vision. Um, you've got to think, if it's going to work for Billy Donovan, if we're going to find out what type of coach he is in the league, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be this year because he doesn't have a guy in Russell Westbrook that's been here for seven, eight years before he got here in 2016 and knows how to run run the show, knows what he likes, and doesn't need anybody else to tell him how to do things. Yeah, um, that's, not, that's not on the table now. Now, while Chris Paul is certainly um, a player that's been in this league for quite some time, he's not – He's not here for the long haul, to say the least. no. Shea Gilders alexander is. Um, And I tweeted out what he said about Billy, and if you didn't have a chance to hear it, um, here's what Shea Gilders alexander had to say about uh, basically his his limited experiences with Billy Donovan and then a little bit about um, what he was – because Shea actually committed to Florida back in 2016 before he ultimately ended up at Kentucky – um, Billy was, of course, in Oklahoma City, but during the recruiting process when Shay was in high school, um, he did have some limited ac- or limited contact with Billy, so here's what Shay had to say about Billy Donovan. Um, really good. Um, we built a pretty good uh, relationship in the short amount of time we've we known each other, um, but he seems like a really honest and, and straightforward coach, and guys like that I love playing for, um, guys that are going to sugarcoat it and tell you how it is so you can get better. Um, and I'm excited to play for him. Yeah, so, so you hear all that, and I put that out there, and rest assured, Madison, everybody was angry. <laughs> because um, nothing brings Thunder fans back to just normalcy than being pissed off about Billy Donovan. Yeah. Now, I think you and I are both on the same page. We, we like Billy Donovan, obviously, because he's, yeah. he's really great to talk to. He's easy to work with, mm-hmm. um, even outside of scrums, like off the record. Whenever um, you get a chance to talk to him, He's incredibly engaging. He's always – one thing I do appreciate about him because I know basketball. I don't know it fairly well. There are a lot of people that cover this team and even fans of this team that know basketball much more in-depth than I do. Mm -hmm. Billy has no problem with um, explaining to you the intricacies of how, like, a play is run, how an offense or a defense is run. Because when you ask questions, you're asking – like, I'm asking a question because obviously I don't know. Um, Billy can kind of sniff out when you don't know what you're talking about, and there have been times where he's like, "Well, but by the way, this is how this is g- this." Is how yeah, it goes. he does it without being a dick. So yeah. you know. So we do like Billy Donovan kind of on a personal level, but it is kind of interesting to see that Shea Gilds, um, Shea Gildas Alexander man his name is so hard it's to hard say. to say it's hard i'm
0: gonna mess it up a million times this season it's
1: so hard to say even with just let's well, uh, just like a tongue like, twister well a few with a few few through. beers all it takes is a few beers all it's hard it does to say. um it, it is interesting to see uh sga say like positive things about him especially when the last thing that we really heard about billy donovan from any thunder player was basically dennis schroeder saying yeah he lets players do whatever they want sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, and then all the thought pieces come came from that. So <laughs> it is interesting that the now the Thunder's new um, fran- uh, face of the franchise, he at least has a positive outlook about playing under Billy Donovan.
0: Yeah, no, he, d- he really did seem to have a positive outlook. I think that's the best way to approach a new team is to automatically have a positive outlook because, yeah, I think a lot of people are a little hesitant on it, the fact that Billy Donovan's going to be back for another season, especially after the way last season ended, especially with the trades that – have obviously shocked the entire city and anyone who is a Thunder fan, but um, I don't know. I think if you're going to have a new guy come in, he needs to have a positive mindset about the head coach. Because if you're just going to butt heads with the head coach right away, that that's no that's no way to pave a path for success. And so I think it's a good thing that Shea is just very open to Billy Donovan's coaching, Billy Donovan's uh, mentality, the way that he treats his players, the way that he treats his staff, just the way that he goes about planning and plotting out a game. I think that's a good thing for uh, Shea to recognize right off the bat because you don't want to have a young guy come in here who's still dealing with I don't want to say like immaturity by any means because he has played a year in the NBA. I mean, he was in Los Angeles. That's a completely different world. But now he's here in Oklahoma City. He has a lot to learn. He has a lot to open up to. And I think if you're going to be open and ready to accept what this new coach has to offer for you, then that's the best way to... I mean, obviously gain success with this team because you have to be open to what the coaching staff is going to have for you. You have to be able to make those adjustments, make those little tweaks that come with being a part of a new team and taking on a new role. And I guarantee you that a coach like Billy Donovan has sat down with his staff and has really mapped out a good idea of what Shay needs to do to really be successful as part of the Thunder organization. So if he's going to be willing to open up and take that in, then that could really help him evolve as a great Thunder player. And if that's what people are expecting from him, then hell. I mean, I think it's going to work.
1: I mean, I mean, that's certainly the goal. I mean, the, the thing that really sticks out to me, it actually comes from something I didn't even ask him. Um, I, I meant to ask him this. I don't know if I either forgot, and now that I think about it, he, he basically, he was going to answer this question kind of in the same way he answered two other questions. And what I was specifically trying to ask him uh, was he goes to L.A. and obviously going into last year, people kind of forget. No one really thought that much about the Clippers. I mean, everybody knew they had talent. Yeah. But they they certainly um, outperformed their expectations, and especially in the playoffs when they took Golden State to uh, six games. Oh, they definitely did. And that that series could have easily gone seven. And would it have been – it was one of those series where when Golden State tried – they won, except for that one game that they absolutely blew when they had, like, a 32-point yeah. lead. And I went to <laughs> sleep, and I woke up, and I was like, what? Wait, what? The Clippers won. Awesome. L- Lou Williams did what? <laughs> um, no, 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 no. Like, I, I don't want to underscore anything the Clippers did at all. Like, they they over- they over outperformed their uh, expectations, no doubt. But he-, he comes from that situation where he becomes a starter on a team that's on the rise. Mm-hmm. And now he's coming to a team where – He's not just going to be a starter. He's going to be the face. He's, yeah. he's going to have expectations that were put on him that he would not otherwise have had. Even if he was able, if the Clippers were able to finesse Sam Presti and keep Shea Gilgis-Alexander on a team with Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. and Paul George, oh they my. would they would be a much better team because oh SGA is that good of a player. Yeah. But SGA would have had little to no expectations. It, it would not have been his team. It would not have been his city or his franchise. He would have been a glorified role guy. He would have been an overqualified role man. And that can help you as a player because you get to basically succeed or fail in the dark. Right. It can hurt you as a player because sometimes players of certain magnitudes, they they need those expectations to become the players that they ultimately are to become. Russell Westbrook is a perfect example of that. I don't think without... The vitriol that he received early on in his career, the hatred that he received from fans, from talking heads in the media—I don't think he would have ever became the walking triple double that he became.
0: Yeah, probably not. So,
1: it's interesting to think SGA goes from that situation to now. You're not—you're the face moving forward. There's no expectations this year. There's probably not expectations next year. But at some point. This is a this is a city and a franchise that has known nothing but winning and success, and yeah. of course they haven't won a championship, but they've won a lot of games. Yeah, and I, I was planning on asking him that, like like what's your mentality with that going forward? And I know exactly how you would have answered it. He's like, I'm just a basketball player. I'm going to go out there and work as hard as I can, keep my head down, be as humble as possible, and just be the best version of me. Um, that I can possibly be. And then the guys that are in this locker room already that he's had the chance to meet, um, he hasn't met Steven Adams yet, by the yeah. way. Um, but the guys that he's been able to meet, and he really knows Hamadou Diallo really well. They played together at Kentucky. Yeah. Both started as freshmen uh, two years ago. Um, he, he said, like, this is a work-hard mentality of a locker room of a franchise, and with that, you can succeed. Yeah. And so – it was really pointless to ask him that question. That's, that's exactly how you would answer it. And, again, like I said early on in the show, that's exactly the mentality you need. And, look, I'm not trying to say that the Thunder are going to go to the playoffs this year. not trying to say that the rebuild is going to succeed in year two or year three. Yeah. But um, for everything that has transpired over the last few months, if this happened to any other franchise, I mean, it's really hard to think about like the mentality of the fan base. It's really hard to think about. I mean, even when LeBron left Cleveland right. the first time, it was awful. Oh, and goodness. even after he left the second time, it's awful. They drafted another point guard. <laughs> <sighs> I hate to say, like, be thankful for what you have, Thunder fans, because, I mean, what do I know? I'm not going to try and sit here yeah. and tell you how to think or feel. I would be frustrated, too, if I was a fan of this team. Um, but... Moving forward, there is light at the end of the tunnel, and I think you're in good hands with uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't That's even... That's basically
1: what I want to take from this yeah. 11 scrum that we had with him.
0: I really don't even have much to say um, piggybacking off of that, except for, yeah, just I think right now people are confused and angry about it, but get, I I think my, like, and who wants my advice? I don't even want my own advice. I do. But my one piece of advice is just, you know, take a right it, Debra, and I day by day
1: <laughs> 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 dang
0: it Vanessa House beer um, take shout it, out take it day by day just enjoy the season enjoy these new guys that are here on the team enjoy the new faces here in Oklahoma City and who knows what they could produce so who knows
1: well, Madison, um, this podcast was obviously much more fun for the reasons that I said earlier. You know, we, we did it at Vanessa Beer House. So once again, this
0: is one of my favorite places in Oklahoma City.
1: Yes, I um, really
0: will say that. This You, you is just randomly
1: told me a few months ago, like, oh, yeah, I've, I've gone there like the last two oh three my gosh. weeks in a row.
0: Yes, I, I take people here all the time. I take friends. I take, I took my family here the other day. Like, Shout, shout I, out Maddie Lee. Yeah, shout out Maddie Lee. Like I literally have taken so many different people here just because I like to introduce them to Vanessa House Beer because I love it here.
1: Yeah, um, again, I just want to reiterate for purposes they are not sponsoring this podcast. No, they are not. Um, and I'm very happy even to say that just because I love this place, I love the people that work here. Mm-hmm. It's a great it's a great place to just come have a good time have have some drinks. I've got some. We got Galaga over there. They got people over there playing. They have like, a lot of people in here right now. arcade games. Yeah. They've got a bunch of Star Wars memorabilia. Their drinks are awesome. You know, Very awesome. Again, they are not sponsoring this podcast, but <laughs> I just want to tell them, uh, tell everybody, thank you for letting us uh, record this final podcast for the next two weeks i keep, it keeps sounding like the final we're OKCAA done we're never coming
0: back Ever. just kidding we're we're coming back in two weeks
1: no but it but it is fun because uh we did do a uh, franchise thunder insider show from here mm-hmm. and this was this was back in january because and i remember why um and i th- this was back during the season so we didn't put up the uh, franchise thunder insider show on the feed so it's it's not available anywhere but that's a um, bummer. That was a good show. It was. It was a good show. And, you know, like, once we get back into the season, because obviously we're doing two or three shows a week mm-hmm. during the offseason, once the season starts, we're going to go back to the original format of, like, reacting after the games. Right. I think it's probably a good idea to maybe do, like, one wrap-up show oh, for, sure. um, for the week. And, of course, during football season, we don't do the Franchise Thunder Insider show, so we won't have a chance to really do it that way. So we'll probably do it in other ways. But once football season ends... Uh, we'll be able to probably upload the franchise center insider show, and from the numbers, a lot of people like that show on our podcast. So yeah. I think it's probably for the best. But I guess I do. Before we get out of here, I do want to kind of re- remind ourselves of that particular show here at Vanessa Beer House back in January. Um. So your boy Brady, that day, and you know we do these shows from ten to noon on Saturdays. I rolled in, <laughs> m- maybe maybe half maybe sleep deprived maybe a little uh, still intoxicated I did not drive here by the way I was dropped off <laughs> um, maybe a little still intoxicated from the night prior because the night prior was uh, Metallica in Tulsa and I had a really good time and I had never been to Vanessa Beer House all Jerry had told us Jerry Ramsey of course all Jerry had told me was hey we're doing a live show from Vanessa and I had not heard of Vanessa Beer House at this time mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, Okay. I I don't know what it is. And so I just Googled it, got dropped off. And as I'm walking in, I was like, oh, my God, it's a brewery. (laughs) I'm still kind of (laughs) drunk. And so we walk in and we do the show. And they, they host us really well. They give us great drinks. And uh, this was the day that the Thunder played in Philadelphia when Paul George hit that game winner over Jimmy Butler and his uh, karate. The karate karate kid. Karate kid headband. Yep. And so that day was long. Again. I was sleep deprived and maybe a little other, a little <laughs> something else, but that was a fun long day.
0: That was a fun long day, and we ate like 400 garlic knots. Yeah, at we went
1: to uh, right across the street. We went to uh we went to Hideaway. Hideaway, which by the way, um, Vanessa Beer House. For those that don't know, it's on. Uh, let's see, I just it's on
0: Eighth and uh, Robinson.
1: It's right off Broadway. Yeah, and, uh, 8th, it's on Eighth Street, Broadway. right off of Broadway. And don't let the road construction fool you. You can still go down. uh, Let's see. You You can still You still can go west down the street on 8th Street. But Madison and I were able to park, so uh, please check this place out and uh, just park. And you know what? God forbid you have to walk a few minutes. It's okay. You'll be fine. You can can walk off the beer. Walk off the carbs. There you go. But uh, Madison... Any last thoughts from Shea, Gildas Alexander today? Any last thoughts just from the podcast? I mean, you're about to go um, get your Oklahoma State football coverage started. And, yes, despite being a Sooner alum and a Sooner fan, I am excited Thanks. still to check out your Oklahoma State coverage, of course. And everybody else should be, too, because Madison does a fantastic job. But oh, my any, anything else?
0: Um, not like a ton to say, but um, honestly, I think – Doing the podcast throughout the offseason was really fun for both Brady and myself just because we got to talk al- about a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, a lot of stuff that wasn't exactly game reaction, so it was a little bit more, I guess, um, it was reality. More, it, it was more <laughs> fun
1: just because we're not recording these, these damn things at 12.30 one 30 or 1 morning. o'clock in the morning yeah. after standing in the locker room for an hour because somebody had to rub... You know, Vaseline, Vaseline or, on their or lotion all over body. their body. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah,
0: you know who you are. Um, no, but I guess just some final thoughts is that the off season podcast was awesome. Brady and I have some more stuff planned for uh, the podcast when it is back in season. Um, we're going to have a couple of new things coming. Um, it's not going to be any dramatic changes whatsoever, but it is definitely going to be something to look forward to. So, anyone who's been listening, uh, to us throughout last season and, of course, throughout offseason. Just thank you so much and uh, keep with us because I think we have a lot of good stuff coming and I'm excited for another year in the peak.
1: Oh, yes. Um, despite the fact that the Thunder might stink, the coverage from the franchise, 107.7, 107.9 Tulsa, awesome. it will not stink. It will be, be awesome. the opposite of that. Um, so we're excited. Um, everybody, I, I, we've said it a few times on the podcast because um, I – I think it's a good opportunity to put, say it out right now because, Madison, um, you will be a part of another podcast from the Franchise Podcast Network. Um, yeah, so I, like I said, I've said it before, so apologies for repeating myself, but we did, la- but the Franchise did launch a uh, podcast network, and we've got multiple shows on there for, ranging from sports betting and gambling. That's the all-in podcast that has our uh, good friend Chisholm Holland uh, Colby Powell and Andrew Gilman. They give you a lot of great advice. And I, I'm not a big sports gambler, and I still listen to their podcast, and I still learn stuff, and it's interesting to it's, it's good to hear. stuff to know. So, um, yeah, it's good good to know. So, uh, listen to them. Sam Mays, uh, the big personality from uh, the franchise, of course, has his own show. Always fun to listen to him talk about sports. Uh, Jerry Ramsey, yes, has, has a podcast. Uh, Intimate with TV's Intimate Jerry. Intimate
0: with TV's Jerry.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm doing a podcast with John Hoover and uh, former OU linebacker Rufus Alexander called Inside OU. So so all you OU fans out there that want to listen to OU football coverage, give us a listen. And then, Madison, you'll be a part of the, I believe it's called, oh, man. You know, I
0: don't even know what it's called yet. I, I
1: have it. I think I have it. Okay. Let's pull up. Because I do not. Yeah, come after me. I'm come a podcast. Come after me.
0: I'm a pot. What?
1: Come after me. I'm a podcast. Oh
0: my gosh, that's incredible! Yeah,
1: it's a uh, Colby Powell, and I believe Carson Cunningham might uh, be on um, occasionally. Don't know for sure, uh, but it's going to be the Oklahoma State podcast for the mm-hmm. Franchise Podcast Network, which I'm yes, I'm excited for. I don't care that it's Oklahoma State. I'm excited for it because it's important, and Madison's going to be a part of it because she's gonna be c- going to be going to cover her alma mater.
0: I am. I am very excited uh, just to be back in Stillwater and to cover OSU football. So, yeah, um, all those podcasts that Brady was talking about, they're going to be awesome. A lot of them have already started up. I don't believe our OSU one has started up yet. Colby Powell and I are still kind of figuring no, out I'm some to uh, I
1: need to, out I need to get the giddy up on that one.
0: Yeah. Um, so, when that does start up, it will be awesome. But, obviously, like, just right now the franchise is killing it with the podcast. So, I'm super excited about all these podcasts because – that's like a big thing now. People want to listen to podcasts. So if you're not already want listen to listen to you, Madison, find them. Don't I don't know why. About me. Honestly, I don't know why people want to listen. My voice does not match my face at all. Like it is honestly <laughs> so cringy sometimes. But you know what? I do the best I can. Just do,
1: <laughs> just like you. You go to so many interesting places. You told me you went to some interesting places in the last few days. Oh, you should just sure. like, do a podcast. Like, hey, I'm at the Skurvin, Hey, I'm at Packards. Hey, I'm here.
0: Hey, I go to a lot of weird places throughout the week. And so uh, yeah. I'll just uh, let you guys know all about it.
1: Awesome. Well, Madison, thank you so much. Um, Vanessa Beerhouse, thank you. Thank so, you, so much. Thank you for the hospitality and thank you. Always, for, I'm for, always uh, here. Le- allowing us to pay for out al- for alcoholic beverages. <laughs> thank you so much. And uh, everybody, um, like we said, we're just going to take a two week vacation. And again, if something happens, like if Chris Paul is traded. If anybody else is traded, who knows, <laughs> um, who Say knows, what, who knows what can happen with this team. You can never relax never covering the thunder. If anything happens. We will of course have an emergency pod, um, even on our two week hiatus. But other than that, we're just going to get ready for football, get into that frame of mind and rest assured September 30th, we'll Thunder, Thunder media day. Woo! So it's almost here. Everybody, all you basketball fans, we're almost, we're almost at the finish line, but, um, Just want to say thank you to everybody that's listened to the OKC82 podcast, both um, in the market, out of the market, overseas. Thank you guys so, so much. We appreciate it so much. Um, Also want to say uh, thank you to the franchise, uh, Chisholm Holland, Madison Morris, you know, everybody that's been on this show, thank you guys so much. But for Miss Madison Morris, this is Brady Trantham, and y'all have a good rest of the day.